Good morning. Good to see you all here this morning. It's good to be anywhere this morning. When you get to be as old as you and I are. <laughs> oh, see where we're Hmm? You keep saying that and I might believe it. You reckon? It is a good morning. And for those that's not, praise the Lord anyway. Amen. Amen. Do we have any birthdays this morning? I know we have one back there in the back. Lynn? Anybody else? Nobody. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy birthday to you. Amen. Anniversaries. Doris Neverd. How many years, Doris? Sixty-three. She put up with him that long. That's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Hmm. Anybody else? No. Happy anniversary to you. Not too much in the way of announcements this morning. We will have Bible study at 5 o'clock this evening, right, Mary? And we're going to learn what it took to be a Roman soldier. So uh, she said, I couldn't bring my sword. Oh, well. I can? Right, that's been right. The sword of the Lord. Mm hmm. Well, let's continue to praise the Lord then, returning to. Uh, Number 75. Let's just praise the Lord. Stand.
the sweet, sweet spirit in this place. Him number 153. in prayer please yes father god thank you so much that we are able and willing to come together here this morning in your house lord we come not to see what you can do for us but we come to worship you yes we come to love you back lord you have shown your love to us on the cross you have shown your love to us by sustaining us daily Through every trial, through every challenge, you are right there because you promised you'd never leave us. You'd never forsake us. And so, Lord, we give you thanks. We give you praise. And, Lord, we truly do want to feel your presence in this place this morning. And when we leave, we want to be revived. So, Lord, bless. Touch our hearts. Pull us to heaven. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Our Our Father, Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. It's not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. Our communion hymn this morning is number 255, Jesus Paid It All. has our meditation this morning. Good morning. Good morning. morning. 
Like the food that is eaten in any temple, the Lord's Supper offers food that identifies us with Christ. We believe that eating the meal defines our own identity as Christians. When we take the Lord's Supper, we do so as his beloved children. At the same time, we are called to examine our own hearts to consider whether our lives affirm or deny this identity. As an identity-shaping meal, it is vital that we take the Lord's Supper regularly and we understand what we are doing. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this day and allowing us to assemble in your house, bringing us to this table. You sent your son to identify with us. Forgive us for feeding on the food of this world. Feed us on your grace and faithfulness and the truth of your gospel. As we partake of the bread and the cup, may our hearts be closer to you and may we feel your presence, your holiness, and your grace. As we feel the presence of the Holy Spirit this morning, let's take a few moments to uh, just speak to God, speak to Jesus, bask in the warmth of the Holy Spirit. As Jesus and his disciples were gathered in the upper room to celebrate the Passover meal, Jesus took bread and blessed it and broke it, passed it to them, saying, This is my body broken for you. Eat ye of it. And likewise the cup, when they had eaten, he took it and blessed it. Giving thanks, he passed it among them, saying, This is the blood of the new covenant shed for the forgiveness of sin. As often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me until I come again. Drink of it, all of you. Let's stand for the doxology. Praise the
as we continue to to worship the Lord, let's turn to number 512. Must Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free? No, there's a cross for everyone. There's a cross for me. Are ye able, said the master. Amen. He still asks that question. Sometimes he gets an affirmative answer. Sometimes not so affirmative as this morning's sermon will uh, test.
be seated. All but Brother Mitch. I guess that means it's my turn. <laughs> Good morning. Isn't it great to be in the house of the Lord? Just imagine what you'd have been missing if you stayed home. Boy, all this blessing. There are some that are home that would love to be here, but because of circumstances, they couldn't be. So they're watching online. So they still, hopefully, will receive the blessing we get this morning. So, how are you, church? Blessed. Blessed. Amen. Didn't you love them songs? <laughs> they got a message all their own. Well, before I read the scripture, I'm going to pray. And then I'll read and we'll get right into it. If you want to read along, it'll be on the screen, I'm sure. But if you want to look in your Bibles, we're in Matthew 26. We're going to start at verse 69 and go to the end of the chapter. Father God, thank you so much that we have your word. Your word reveals you to us. Your word brings life to us. Through your word, we learn of you and are able to put our faith into you and to believe and to receive the Holy Spirit. Lord, we ask you this morning to bless us in a special way. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Send your Holy Spirit to touch every heart, to draw us close to you. If there's anyone here who has never accepted you as their personal Lord and Savior, Lord, touch their heart this morning. Woo them and win them and draw them to you. Lord, help us to encourage all around us. Give us the strength, the wisdom, the courage, the words to speak, to witness for you everywhere we go. Lord, time is short, and the church must be busy about its Father's work. So, Lord, use us for your glory and your honor. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. This morning's text is not one of our favorites, probably, but it nonetheless is recorded for us to learn and to grow. Now Peter was sitting out in a courtyard and a servant girl came to him. You also were with Jesus of Galilee, she said, but he denied it before them all. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. Then he went out to the gateway where another servant girl saw him and said to the people there, this fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. He denied it again with an oath. I don't know the man. After a little while, those standing there went up to Peter and said, Surely you are one of them. Your accent gives you away. Then he began to call down curses and he swore to them, I don't know the man. Immediately a rooster crowed. Then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. Wow. Wow. Here we see prophecy given, prophecy fulfilled. Jesus had told him. Even though Peter denied it and said, no, no, I'll, I'll even die with you if I have to, Jesus. 
And all the others said the same thing. And yet, he did it. Why? Jesus knew it was going to happen. And yet, Jesus didn't hold it against him. He later restored him back. Now, there was a break in fellowship at this point between Peter and Jesus. It's one of the reasons why he went out and wept bitterly. But aren't there ways, other ways besides directly saying, I don't know Jesus? Aren't there actions that we can take that imply the same thing? How many times have we had an opportunity to witness to someone but we're afraid to because of the others around or just because that person themselves? It's intimidating. You know why it's intimidating to share the word of God? Because the devil doesn't want you to. That's why it feels intimidating. That's the only reason. It's not because we're too shy. It's not because we're too dumb. It's not because we're too unknowledgeable. It's because the devil doesn't want you to do it. That's what makes it hard. The devil says, no. And then he uses our flesh against us. He makes us feel like we're not good enough to share the gospel. Well, what could I possibly say? Well, you can tell them about what Jesus did for you. That's one thing. That's your personal experience, your personal testimony. And people may still not accept Jesus, but they cannot reject what happened to you personally. And then they will know that. And the Holy Spirit, not just the devil works on us, but the Holy Spirit works on us too. And once we share that gospel with somebody, then the Holy Spirit uses it. And says, look, you could have that too. You see how peaceful that person is in this hard times? You see that during all this COVID stuff, they're not really concerned about it. They know that it's a risk, but they're not falling apart. They're not coming unglued. You see how even though our nation is, is being mocked and ridiculed because of the recent uh, debacle in, in Afghanistan, but yet the Christians are not falling apart. There are some people who literally are about to lose their mind over all these things. And there are others who have died. Not because they were infected with covid but of loneliness and then committed suicide. There's so much going on in our world today. And we see that if we're not careful, we can deny Jesus, not just by saying, no, I don't know him, but by our very actions. You know, there's times when we see people who are begging And we decide in our mind they are not worthy of my time. They're not worthy of my money, of my blessings. We don't ask God. We just make that decision. We should say, Lord, I see this person over here and they're begging. Do you want me to say something to them, to give something to them? And we should listen and obey instead of just... Saying, oh, yeah, you know, if they'd get a job, <laughs> they'd be okay. There's plenty of jobs around. Well, you know, there's plenty of people who think that I ought to have a job. Even some of my own family members think I'm lazy. 
That's why I'm a preacher, because I'm lazy. <laughs> Gee, I'll trade places with them for a while. But, you know, I have, I have legitimate reasons why I don't work. <laughs> Does that mean that I couldn't work? Under terrible circumstances, I could probably find something that I could do, at least for minimum wage, at least temporarily. I can work for a while, and then I can't. <laughs> for several years of my life, I would work for six, eight months a year and then spend two months in traction in the hospital. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I know what it's like. But you know who got me through all of that? Jesus did. No matter what. And, and if things should happen where I have to work, to support myself, you know who will help me to do that? I'm not worried either way, folks. I'm not worried. I have the Lord to lean upon. And that's why I am careful not to deny him. Because he's never denied me. Never. When I ask of him, he may sometimes tell me no, but that's not a denial. That's just... For my own good. <laughs> you know, that's just for my own good because he knows what's best. You know the old saying, Father knows best? Well, Heavenly Father really does <laughs> know what's best. And we should listen and we should ask. You know, I, 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 I have had those moments where I missed my parents and being able to ask them uh, uh, certain things. I, I used to ask my dad about working on vehicles and things because he had a lot of knowledge and and I miss not having that advice sometimes but you know what I've learned I can ask God and he will answer you know I had a, an experience just recently just the other day uh, I'm sure most of you know and seen the extra side by side sitting out here and the back end off of it that was Herman's side-by-side. Side. He asked me to take a look at it, and uh, because God helped me, I was able to fix it. And when I was trying to put the thing back together, I kept struggling and I kept struggling. I, I was putting the rear differential in, and it has to go into the drive shaft, and it, there just wasn't enough room. And I kept thinking, Lord, what am I doing wrong? And I struggled with that for a long time before I asked him. <laughs> Finally wised up. And I asked him, and he said, take a look. What's different between this one and yours? And I thought, well, there's an extra piece right there. And he said, take it off. And I was like, uh, I think that's welded on. He said, take it off. I looked, there were bolts in it, so I took the bolts out. And it fell off. <laughs> Wasn't welded. And then that differential went in so easy that I almost dropped it. <laughs> the Lord is always there for us, folks. So we should try our best to always be there for him. You know, it's a challenge. It really is. The devil, like I said earlier, the devil makes it a challenge for us to live and to stand up for Jesus before others. Especially when we know somebody we're talking to is an atheist or hates God, hates church, hates people. 
And it's hard to get across to somebody like that. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't try. You know, I, I know that I've shared this before, but I think it's appropriate here in this situation. I'm going to share it again. Heidi Baker, she and her husband have a ministry in, in Africa, uh, and it, they went to the worst place they could find. It was, it was literally a dump, a tra- big trash heap, and that's where all the kids that were unwanted lived. In a dump. And she took in all these kids. She built a ministry, her and her husband, they built a ministry up. And now there's over 200,000 children worldwide that that ministry feeds and cares for every single day. But during her time of building that ministry, she would go into town and there was an old man that sat in the same place in the marketplace every day. Every day she would go by and she would smile and she would talk to this man and and she would witness to him, God loves you, something simple like that. And after a little while, the old man started spitting on her and shaking his fist at her. Two years, she did this every day with this man spitting on her, verbally abusing her, but she still spoke word of God to the man every day. After two years, one day the old man asked, stopped, and he said, why do you do this? She said, because I love you and because Jesus loves you. He said, it just don't make sense. He said, I have spit on you. I have threatened you. I have called you names, and you still do this. She said, yeah, that's the love of God. He said, I want to meet your God. (laughs) Now, what if she had quit? What if she only did it for a month or two months? Or the first time she got spit on, she was insulted and walked away. What then? I think often as the church as a whole, we quit too easy. We give up too easy. We make a decision that, well, the money we gave them, they're spending for wrong things. Well, I realize there's an accountability, but there's also an accountability on their part. We can guide people, we can love people, we can help people, or we can... Just ignore them. Well, we helped you before, and you didn't do right by it. Let me ask you, when's the last time Jesus told you that? I helped you before, but (laughs) you did me wrong, so now I'm not going to. He never will, folks. He never will. You know how many times I do Jesus wrong? (laughs) probably too many times a day to count. You know how many times I repent? Probably too many times to count. And I know I'm not alone, or at least I hope I'm not. Some of you may sin less than I do, but I hope you repent 
as often as you sin. Because by not repenting, that's also a way of denying the Lord. Think about that. We do something wrong, and we just ignore Jesus and expect him to forgive. If we do that, on judgment day, there's going to be a surprise. He's going to say, depart from me, for I never knew you. Why? Because we turned our backs on him and we decided that I can determine what's right and what's wrong. I become my own God in that circumstance, folks. That means we're worshiping a false God. I will do what I want regardless of what God says. That's the attitude. And don't you see that prevalent in today's society? I do. Many people know what God's word say, says about certain things, but they go ahead and do what they want anyway. Then they try to say, yeah, but I'm a Christian. God loves me the same as he loves you. Well, that's a partial truth. God does love them the same as he loves you and me. He loves us too much to leave us in our sinful state. That's why he died for us. Not so that we could live a sinful life that harms us, but so that we could have a joyful, spirit-filled life and communion with him. Not just communion service here on Sunday, but communion, true communion, serving God, talking to God, walking with God every minute of every day. Or we can deny him. He's hollering right now. He's crying out, talk to me. He's crying out right now, I want you. I want you in total. I want all of you. If if you have some sin that you think is a secret sin in your life, confess it. Repent of it. Let it go. Let Jesus cleanse you of that thing because if we don't again we're denying him Peter denied him three times but Peter was also restored three times we have denied him many times or I can speak for myself I have and I've been restored many times you know One of the songs we sang this morning said, when we leave here, let us be revived. The only thing, the only way that true revival can take place is when we are willing to humble ourselves and confess our sins and repent. I know many people say, well, I'm I'm not a sinner. I I didn't kill nobody. I, I haven't done this or I haven't done, you know, that's like the public and, and the, and the uh, other guy who prayed. The one said, well, I don't, I do this, I do that, and I didn't do that like this guy. And the sinner said, Lord, forgive me, a sinner. He was the one, the Bible says, that was heard. His prayer was the one 
that was respected and answered. Are we willing to humble ourselves and to confess all of our sins? Lord, I lost my temper this week. Lord, I, I used foul language. Lord, I, I, I had bad feelings towards this person. Lord, uh, I can't forgive so-and-so. Please help me. Lord, there's many, many things, folks. And I'm not kidding you. Time is short. Whether it's all time or just my time and your time, none of us are guaranteed tomorrow. Not one of us. You know, think of all the people you know, young people, who suddenly died for whatever reason. It seems like such a shame and such a waste, but God knows what's going to happen. He's not surprised by it. He's not always happy about it. But you know, the Bible tells us to use the time that we're given wisely. Think about that. And then determine if you have something that you should repent of. Are we really using the time he's given us wisely? Are we using it truly to promote him and his kingdom? Maybe we need to ask him, Lord, what can I do to represent you? What can I do that will help to grow your kingdom? Whatever you needed this this morning, just mind the Lord. If you want to come forward, that's fine. If you want to pray where you are, that's fine. God hears us no matter where we are. He's the original wireless communication. (laughs) Brother Bob. Our invitation this morning is number 377. Lord, I'm coming home. Let's stand and sing. I've wandered far away from God. Now I'm coming home. The path of sin too long I've trod. Lord, I'm coming home. Coming home. Coming home. Never.
Yes, he is. Do you have anything else for us, Brother Mitch? Maybe seated.